The Christian Atheist is also available on YouTube, and you will find other great content, including the literature I frequently refer to, on our Simple Gifts podcast. If you find our content helpful, consider supporting us through PayPal at romanschapter5 at comcast.net. Welcome to the Christian Atheist, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode number 27, The Strongest of All Arguments for Atheism. In Surprised by Joy, The Shape of My Early Life, which, along with other great content, is available for your listening pleasure on our Simple Gifts podcast, C.S. Lewis calls these lines from the Roman philosopher-poet Lucretius, quote, the strongest of all arguments for atheism. Nequaquam novus divinitus esse paratum naturum rerum, tanta stat predita culpa. Had God designed the world, it would not be a world so frail and faulty as we see. Surely, in broad terms, Lewis is correct, and this argument is both powerful and persuasive. Based as it is on a direct, intuitive sense of the cosmos as we experience it. Every thinking person over 30 knows from personal experience that our world is indeed faulty, and we ourselves frail. From this basic kernel, this argument for atheism can be expanded to encompass most, if not all, of the objections brought against divine authorship including those of our scientific age and the difficulties of Scripture. For me, in this more expansive acceptation, it captures the expression of the most profound problems, both intellectual and emotional, which can be marshaled against theism. Looking more closely at this argument can help us better understand the gulf between theism and atheism. Perhaps my favorite of the new atheists, including Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, and Daniel Dennett, was Christopher Hitchens, a hero of mine when I was an atheist, and someone I still deeply respect. It is Sam Harris, another truly decent man from my perspective, incidentally, that I paraphrase in my outro for the Christian Atheist podcast. In a debate with Jordan Peterson, Harris complained that Peterson, with his psychological explanation and defense of the Bible stories, gave license to the idea that you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian. Sam Harris thought such a conclusion absurd, and a clear reason for Jordan Peterson to cease and desist his misguided psychological analysis of the Bible stories. It is not clear, however, as Peterson points out, that the truths of the Bible are separable from their narrative context. To be fair, Sam Harris seems to some degree ambivalent on the question, wanting to acknowledge truths in the Bible, as well as in other religious, mythological, historical texts, while consistently denying the possibility of the truth of the metaphysical faith in a supernatural basis for those truths. Christopher Hitchens was a man of courage, humility, and profound intellect, unafraid to stand for what he truly believed, no matter who disagreed. His intellectual courage and commitment to his principles inspires me. Regrettably, he died of cancer in 2011. I sincerely miss him. To my mind, he was at all times deeply human and humane, seeking honesty to a fault. 
In a famous debate with William Lane Craig at Biola University, it was Hitchens who I think came off as the better man, though Craig carried the argument at the cost of strawmanning the atheist position, as Christian apologists are wont to do in my experience. To be fair, atheists strawman Christianity routinely as well intentionally misrepresenting the actual case in favor of an easily defeated caricature. The debate, which took place on April 4, 2009, remains worth viewing. It is available on YouTube, and I would encourage my listeners to watch it. I was struck, as I re-watched it for this episode of The Christian Atheist, how clearly Lucretius's complaint encapsulates the essence of the atheist case as Hitchens made his points. The choice between theism and atheism rests on value, not primarily on rationality or evidence. Is value real or merely epiphenomenon? The evidence is non-controversial, and rationality is the same on both sides, but start from different axioms. It is the axioms, ceteris paribus, that determine the conclusions. Logic is just the neutral tool applied to them. The problem in this light is very old, as it presents the issue in the form with which faith has struggled since mankind has existed and conceived of God in a Western monotheistic way. How is belief in a good God compatible with the undeniable existence of bad or evil in our world? How does one rationally reconcile a good, rational creator God with the world as we experience it, with all its upheaval, its randomness, its superfluity, its evil? The judgment that bad and or evil pervades our world is universal, even uncontroversial. So much for the evidence. How we explain this evidence differs according to our metaphysical commitments, our axioms. I separate out evil and bad here for important reasons. Both are part of the realm of value. But evil is a moral valuation, a subset of the more expansive notion of value. Value is both objective and subjective, as, for instance, water is good, something valued by someone. Water, though, is not morally valued. Bad water is not evil. Water has value for cats, dogs, and human beings. We conscious creatures live in, inhabit a valued world. Value is that which causes there to be a world for us. We can perceive nothing without valuing it at some level. This is another way of stating the phenomenological dictum of intentionality, that all consciousness is consciousness of something. We can, then, judge that something is bad in two senses, the moral and the non-moral, or let us say, aesthetic sense. When a story is poorly written, or a car poorly designed, or broken, we say that it is bad in this aesthetic sense. When Hitchens and other atheists complain, then, that our universe is chaotic, random, arbitrary, complex, vast beyond imagining, that it is, and note the change in tone of the descriptors, full of extravagance, capriciousness, wastefulness, cruelty, and incompetence, they are echoing Lucretius on both levels. 
the aesthetic, and the moral. They are judging the universe for failing to be good. Nor are their complaints groundless. The evidence powerfully confirms their understanding. The universe, Hitchens complains, if it is designed, is bad. A good universe would not appear as, one, badly designed as it does, and two, as morally corrupt as it does. For the atheist, reality doesn't measure up to what it should be, both aesthetically and morally. The atheistic argument, then, is founded upon a human judgment of the world, a valuation. The universe is bad because it should be other than it is if it were good. Hitchens himself makes this claim explicitly in this debate. Quote, and if it's the work of a designer, then there's an indictment to which that designer may have to be subjected. End quote. And one of his books is entitled, God is Not Great. As explicit a judgment as one could wish. Atheism, then, makes its stand upon the human judgment that reality, being, is not good. I am intrigued by atheism's judgment of being and would like to pursue what I perceive that judgment to indicate about atheism. Both Christians and atheists acknowledge the bad in the world. We have no quarrel about the evidence, or even the valuation by human judgment. Western theism, however, faces the difficulty of accounting for this badness in a good God's world. Atheists do not need to account for badness or evil. As for them, the universe is indifferent at best, even hostile to life. So from the human perspective, badness is built into the universe, the struggle for existence. This problem, though, is perennial for human reason in the Western monotheistic religious tradition. We've tried, I think, to face it squarely, honestly. The problem of evil has been given no small press, and theodicies are not lacking, even if we've never really settled the issue to reason's full satisfaction. Ultimately, our solution rests not on reason, but on axiomatic faith in God's goodness, in the face of the evidence. Atheists are not shy about exploiting this ongoing problem, judging our inadequate efforts. Nevertheless, on what basis does the atheist judge the world at all? I might suggest that whereas Judeo-Christian theism struggles with the aporia of evil's existence in a good God's world, the problem of evil, that atheism has an analogous problem of good in a meaningless cosmos. To live as a human being is to embrace value. To the extent that they embrace good, or value as anything other than epiphenomenon, and they can hardly help doing so in their actions as inherently valuing creatures, I suggest that atheists are also embracing something contrary to their axioms. From where does good or value come in an inherently meaningless universe? What atheism denies is the existence of the supernatural. That is, it positively asserts that nature is all there is. The problem with this assessment by atheists is the very existence of the judging itself. To stand in judgment of being, of reality as a whole, 
requires a standpoint upon the whole. In other words, the judgment that being is good, the Western theistic position, assumes a divine perspective. It is declared in Genesis 1.31, quote, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. This goodness becomes an article of faith, perhaps the article of faith for the Western theist. As such global judgment falls outside the scope of any human experience. Likewise, the value judgment by the atheist at the very least points to a perspective which they must logically dismiss as impossible, given their starting point. Jean-Paul Sartre, one of the 20th century's most celebrated atheists, understood this point. It is more, though, than mere perspective as judgment implies a standard by which we judge. From where does such a standard arise? From nature? How does a standard against which nature is found deficient arise from the purely positive being of nature itself? It must be admitted that human consciousness transcends the natural, if it can both take a perspective on nature and apply a standard against which nature itself is found deficient. Human consciousness itself, then, appears as supernatural, beyond the natural. This conclusion is implicit in our life and practice, as we distinguish between natural and artificial by the admixture of human action with the natural world. We might claim, on behalf of the atheist, that human consciousness is sui generis, unique. This, though, is precisely the position that the Western theistic tradition has asserted from the beginning, and it must now be explained how it is possible from the anti-supernatural assumptions of atheism. This is the modern problem of consciousness, upon which AI theorists have foundered for decades. Another perspective on this same point is to assert that the sui generis nature of human consciousness, however it arose, gave rise to the divine perspective. Human beings, that is, participate in the divine in some sense. Again, though, we find that Western theism has gotten there before the atheist, as Jesus himself asserted that you are gods, with a little g. Another way of affirming that we reflect divinity having been created in the image and likeness of God himself. And it is this very capacity, this distinction, that allows human beings to arrogate to themselves the divine prerogatives, which is the very essence of sin. Animals, nature, do not sin. Thus, the very existence of value as a basis for judgment seems to require a miracle. And that miracle seems necessary for the atheist critique of Western theism, as indicated by Lucretius. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. 
Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian. <laughs>